You're listening to episode 32 of Brave and Boss, the podcast. On this week's episode, I'm going to share with you my process for dealing with the ups and the downs, the successes and the failures of running your own business so that you can keep going when things go awry and really start to celebrate those wins and reward yourself for all of your success. So let's dig in. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me on Brave and Boss, the podcast. This is episode 32, how to deal with the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, founder and CEO of the sustainable fashion brand Encircled and host of this podcast. So I'm here today to share with you my process for dealing with the inevitable ups and downs of running your own business. So if you are an aspiring entrepreneur or you're in the thick of it right now, hopefully you can take something away from this episode. Now, full disclosure, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist, but today I am going to talk a little bit about mindset and um, mental health health and wellness because I think it's a big part of this. But I always recommend that if you are feeling like you need uh, support from a therapist or a professional, please reach out. There are so many resources online. And if you are afraid to reach out, please DM me at Brave and Boss. I'd be happy to connect you with resources that I'm familiar with um, to get you back on track. So with that said, let's dig into the episode. So running a business is like all the things. It's fulfilling, it's scary, it's fun, it's invigorating. And I think that's really normal. When I started Encircled, I assumed that everything would kind of be on the up and up. And, you know, you would just build a business, it would keep going, it would start growing, it would keep growing, um, it would make money, and the profits would just go up as the sales go up. Now that may seem naive to some people, especially if you've had a business before, you know, that's not the way it works. Um, but it works kind of like that. So what I found with my business was when I quit my full-time job in 2014, really late 2014. So almost about five years ago today, the business immediately started growing quite fast because I was full-time in the business. Um, our revenue started growing, but I wasn't really watching the profitability of the business necessarily, but I didn't necessarily have to because I didn't have very many staff. So I was kind of riding the up of the business. Like everything I was doing seemed to be working. Um, I was getting lots of growth. Like the more effort I put in, the more growth I got. Um, and that's a really great time in the business. Of course, it was scary. Of course, I was freaking out about money here and there, but everything was kind of working. And then enter this year where, you know, we're a bit much bigger business. We have a much bigger payroll, um, and financial obligations and inventory. And I launched the year, things were going okay. And then sometime around like April, things started to not go as well. Things that I'd always done in the business in terms of marketing strategy weren't working the same way. Products were launching or getting canceled. Things were getting delayed. We've completely deleted two launches out of our calendar. Um, and just things started to slide and I really started to get into it. 
I started to feel really sorry for myself and really down about the business. And it can be really hard as a founder who is a solo founder. If you have a partner, I think it's, it's a, it's a bit of a different situation, though that does come with its own challenges too, um, to really talk yourself up during those times. And for sure there were bright moments, um, during that period of kind of like a bit of a sales slide or flattening of the business growth, I would say, but a lot of it was dealing with the downs and that was something I hadn't really dealt with that much in my business yet. So it was a great lesson for me of how to work on my mindset and focus on my mental health and well-being because it's very easy to start to get anxious about your business and about what you're doing and to get into this like spin out situation where you're not sleeping and you're not eating properly and you're drinking too much coffee um, and all that stuff. So I want to share with you a few things that I did during that time to reset myself. And quite frankly, I think we're just coming out of it now back into um, some growth in the last couple months. And hopefully our strategy is on point and that continues through the end of the year. But I know that it's inevitable that this may happen again. So I'm sharing this with you and hopefully you can take something away and integrate it into your practice to keep yourself more balanced throughout your business. Because pure balance, in my opinion, is not possible. It's not possible to have that total work-life balance ever and total balance in your business of feeling like 100% confident, like everything's going to be okay. Um, Because you have to be realistic at the end of the day. All right. So the first thing I really focused on was gratitude journaling. Now that sounds super cheesy, but basically I downloaded an app on my phone. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes. I don't know the name of it offhand, but it asks you to put in three things you're grateful for in the morning, uh, three things you're looking forward to during the day, um, and write like an affirmation. And I get a prompt every morning. It reminds me to do it, which is super helpful because when I had uh, the five minute journal, which is a physical journal, I would always forget to write in it. Um, and then it prompts me at night to write like follow up notes. Um, so I started to really focus on things I was grateful for, not only in my business, but in life in general. And the practice of gratitude is something I'm very passionate about because I think from a mental health perspective, it's really helped me reset when I felt really down. And by focusing on kind of like very micro moments that I'm grateful for, I'm able to really tune into that attitude of abundance and that, you know, I have a lot and I have a lot to be thankful for. And when you're coming from that place, uh, it's a much better place to come from than a place of lack and you feel a lot more empowered. Um, and part of that is really doing a look back. And that's something I learned from Tony Robbins is that, you know, a lot of us, when we start our businesses, we just keep going, 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 but we don't look at how far we've come. So like, if I look back on my business, um, you know, five years ago, even when I quit my job, like it was just me, um, you know, look at how far I've come. I have 15 employees. We have a 2,300 square foot office space. We have two e-commerce sites. We have like almost 50 products. Like at that time we had four, I think I had zero employees. I had no office space. I was working out of my home. I wasn't paying myself a salary. So doing a look back is a great way to enhance your gratitude practice too, because sometimes we forget about those times when we were just starting our business and that itself can be really motivating to see how far you've come. Cause just know that like in five years, you're going to look back and say like, Whoa, look at how far I am now. So there's always a chance to look back and appreciate where you've been and what you've done and to use that to fuel your gratitude practice. 
The next thing I'm very passionate about that you would know if you follow me on Instagram at Christy Sumer is meditation. So I joined a meditation studio um, in February of this year on an annual unlimited membership. And some people will think that's super weird to go meditate in a studio. But for me, I have the apps Calm and Headspace, and I found it very hard to stay focused at home. I really needed to have a centered space where I couldn't escape. I couldn't check my email. I couldn't get distracted or pet the dog or listen to the noises outside. So I go to this place that has light room and a dark room. You sit in it for 30 to 60 minutes. It's a guided medica- meditation and it really helps take my mind off things. I can't tell you the decrease in my stress level when I go there and I sit in the dark room. It is amazing. And it takes practice. The first time I went, I thought I was going to go crazy. Um, like how do I sit in a meditation room for 60 minutes? Oh my God, what am I going to think about? And for sure I've had sessions where you know, all I'm thinking about was that bad date I went on or that horrible sale we ran that failed or that product launch that didn't go so well. But I've learned over time to really focus in and shut stuff out and just let my brain totally relax. And if you're an entrepreneur, this is something you definitely need. So whether you do it at a studio with a group or by yourself with free YouTube videos, there's so many options of all price points. I encourage you to do it because your brain has to make so many decisions on a daily basis that I'm sure if you're like me by 3 p.m. you feel like exhausted and you just want somebody else to make decisions for you. Meditation is a great way to reset and to deal with things and clear your mind when things are kind of topsy-turvy or even if they're going well, it's a good practice to have as well. Another thing I'm really passionate about is daily mantras and pulling like a card out of my Gabby Bernstein deck that I have um, and really saying stuff out loud. So on a previous episode, I talked about uh, Rachel Hollis's 10-10-1 formula. I think it's episode 30, uh, the exact steps to turn fear into action. And one thing is that I have my 10-year goals, 10 of them written out in an Evernote file and every day I open it and I look at it. I also did goals at the beginning of 2019, um, and I do revisit it. So unlike, you know, a lot of people set goals um, January 1st and then never come back to them, I made it a practice to go back to it and see if they made sense, if I'd achieved them, where to revisit. Um, so I've made daily mantras out of my goals, basically. So if I'm feeling like things are going crappy, I just start reciting things to me. Like, I'm a millionaire. I'm building and engaging an amazing brand. I am a leader in my business. And I know that sounds super silly, but you can do it in front of the mirror, in your closet, whatever, in your office, in your car. But it just something about saying it out loud is very empowering. There's a reason why affirmations exist. Um, so come up with your daily mantras, come up with things that are empowering statements. If you want to like totally geek out, write them on like cue cards. Um, if you don't know what those are, you're probably born after 1990. Um, but a cue card is basically like a little card that you would write notes on for a speech. Um, and they're kind of like hard, hard copy, like thicker paper stock. Um, write them out and read them. One of my favorite stories is, um, when I was, uh, I did like Danielle Laporte's desire map process and I came up with like my, you know, core desired feelings, she called them. And this is like a while ago. This is in 2014 when I was like quitting my job and, in 2015, I put them on my mirror on post-its, like my four core desire feelings and, um, in my bathroom, not in my guest bathroom at the time I had two bathrooms, super luxe, I know. Um, and then I started dating my ex-boyfriend 
my now ex-boyfriend and you know, he stayed over one night and I realized, um, I didn't take down the post-its and he saw all my core desire feelings on post-its on the mirror. And I thought he was going to be like, what the heck is wrong with this woman? Like, why is she doing this? Cause I think I even had some affirmations on there. Like I am a millionaire and stuff like that. Um, and he was like, wow, that is so great. Like he was so impressed that I had them and he didn't make fun of me at all. So I think if somebody's going to make fun of you for, for saying affirmations or something like that, like, you know, you do you, whatever works for you, if you think it's silly or whatever, but just try it. It can be very empowering to say something really positive about yourself. And honestly, repetition is like so important. And if you don't believe that you're going to be a millionaire, maybe you'll believe it after you say it every single day for the next 365 days. So give it a go, try for 30 days, see if it works out and see how you feel. So, um, particularly when dealing with like the ups and downs, one of the things I wanted to implore is that like focusing on what's working is really important. So it's easy to get into the zone of analysis paralysis. And I have a tendency to look at what's not working. And that's really my consultant background. Like what's not working, let's fix it. Let's, you know, turn this project around. But when you're in the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, it's really important to look at also what's working because I always tell people, figure out what's working and do more of it. And what you need when you're, especially when you're going through like a down period in your business is you need momentum in a positive direction to carry you forward. So what specific tactics or strategies in your business are working? If email marketing is working, double down on that. If creating more products is working, double down there. If hosting events is working, add more events. Pick one thing that's working really well and double down there. And once you start to see some momentum from that, that will give you the lift to be able to go in and maybe fix some of those things that aren't working. But focusing on the negative stuff and fixing it is much harder. And that's why I suggest focusing on the positive because if you can find stuff that's already working and move that forward and and make it even bigger. Think of how much growth you can get in your business. Whereas focusing on, you know, for example, I'll give you a great example from our business. So like we launched a bunch of products this year and like we launched a jumpsuit and it didn't go as well as we wanted to. It's a beautiful piece, but I don't know what, exactly why it didn't work. I, I think I tried to spend some time analyzing it. Uh, we actually had a really strong marketing plan again against it, but I think it's more of like just the product not being differentiated enough from what's out there probably. And the price point being so high because we are made in Canada and sustainable fabric that's knitted here in that specific product. Um, but for that, you know, it's easy to get down into that and understand, okay, like maybe we need to reevaluate our, um, product development process. Maybe we need to do all these things, but that could take forever. So maybe at that time, what we looked at and I, I said was like, what is working? Like what about that launch did work? So, you know, what worked was like engagement on social media and building a coming soon list. So I took those things and said, next product we launch, we got to build like a really strong wait list. So we started integrating that into all of our product development as a non-negotiable. We always kind of did it, but now we formalized it as an exclusive step in every product that like three to four weeks before we release the product, we launch a waitlist and people can sign up by email. That was really important. 
Later on, yes, I went back and I said, hey, did this product work? Not work? Why? Why not? Looked at the reviews. We did some evaluation and said like, okay, we've got somewhat of an idea about it, but let's focus on what's working. So when we looked at what products work in our business and work really well, you know, our one of our best sellers is our dressy sweatpant and our dressy sweatshirt. I thought, you know what? There's something to that. What other products can we launch that are kind of the same thing? They're comfortable products, but make a dressier silhouette on them. So we did our dressy legging, which sold out in basically um, a few days. So in the fall. So again, that comes back to focusing on what's working and not getting too delved into what's not working. So take that into your business and see you know, what's working in your business right now? What's doing well? And how can you do more of that? The next thing I want to talk about for dealing with the ups and downs of the business is reevaluating your tribe and your vibe. So um, when I talk about your tribe, I'm talking about not only your team at your workplace, if you have employees or partners or um, co-founders, but also your inner circle. So one of the things that's really hard um, about adulting, and I wonder if you know, you're going to listen to this and agree is friendships. So this year I had to really reevaluate some of my friendships and not because they weren't being supportive of my business necessarily, but because in my personal life, they were adding a few of them were adding a lot of drama. Um, and they were making me feel really bad about myself. So I had to basically break up with a few friends and that is a very painful process. And it's very hard to make friends, quite frankly. Um, but when I looked at it, you know, these friendships were almost like one of them in particular was very codependent. So it was serving some negative feelings and kind of, you know, we were both sharing a lot of stuff and a lot of negative stuff and kind of like feeding off of that. And it wasn't very healthy. And the person in particular was very reactive and quite hard on me. And that's a very comfortable zone for me, quite frankly, because I grew up with parents who were very, very hard on me and not very supportive. So it feels very comfortable, but it's actually very counterproductive to everything you're doing in your life to be positive. So I had to reevaluate my friend circle. I also really wanted to look at my team and see what's working, what's not working, who's really a shining star, who's somebody I want more of in the team. Um, and what are those qualities that we need to truly look for when hiring? And that really changed some of our hiring practices. Like quite frankly, um, when I first started hiring, which I talk about in a lot of the hiring episodes that I've done, I looked for people who were, um, you know, qualified and skilled and had like a good track record. Now I look for personality, passion, thoughtfulness, innovativeness. Like I look for people who have qualities that are curiosity, intelligence. I'm not necessarily looking for somebody who has eight years of search engine optimization experience. I want somebody who's keen to learn, curious and works well as a team member because there's no room for a-holes on your team. There's no room for them in your life either. So reevaluate your team the vibes that they're giving off, the vibes that your friends are giving off, and don't be afraid to make changes for your own good. There's somebody, I don't even know who said it, that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So be very cautious about who those five people are and know that like those five people could be, you know, friends that you hang out with in real life, but maybe they're people you talk to online all the time too. So be very cautious about where you spend your energy and who you connect with because those people can be supporters of your business and really support you through these ups and downs, or they can like basically take you down. So be cautious there. 
The last thing I'm going to encourage you to do as an entrepreneur for dealing with the ups and downs is take vacation. Please take vacations. This is something I am sucky at. So personally, I feel a little bit weird advising on this, but I have taken workations this year and a vacation. And next year I'm planning a lot more vacations. Full disclosure, if anybody from my team listens to this podcast, please expect me to be traveling a lot next year because that is my goal. Um, but take time off. That is so important. Even if it's a day on the weekend, free of work completely. Um, I've tried largely to stop working on Sundays and Saturdays. I still work, full disclosure, a couple hours in the morning because that is my power hour for working on a daily basis. But I've started to really prioritize self-care, vacations, workouts, even if it means I'm coming in late to work or staying later or taking an afternoon off because the end of the day, if you are the head of your business and you're critical to the business, your mental health and well-being and physical fitness is super important and you can burn out so easily. And personally, I know, you know, working out in fitness may not be on your goal list, but for me, it's always been a key, like a key part of my life because I was an athlete growing up. Um, and I love working out. I love fitness and I like prioritizing it, but it's hard for me to fit into my day with everything that's going on. And it's easy to deprioritize that. But for me, working out and stuff like that really helps balance out my mental health and my emotions. So I've had to learn how to let go of some of that guilt of not being in the office at 9am, but being like at Barry's boot camp or something like that and coming in a bit later because like you are so critical to your business. There's only one you, so you need to take care of you. And whatever that looks like, whether that self-care is taking a vacation or whether it's hiring a babysitter once a week or hiring a dog sitter or getting somebody to cook your meals, like don't feel guilty about it. You can't do it all. Anybody who tells you that you can do it all is a liar. I love saying that on podcasts. I think I said that like a couple (laughs) on the last podcast too, but people lie so much because they're lying to themselves because they want to people to perceive them as though they are perfect. And I'm telling you that most of the people I know that are successful do not do it by themselves. And especially, I don't have kids, but the people I know who have um, kids that are moms, mompreneurs, they have help. They are honest about it too. Like Rachel Hollis, who's an author, she'll talk about it, how she has so much help. Um, one of my old mentors, Julie, she has help with her kids. She has six kids. How is she supposed to do that and build like a $20 million business? It's impossible. So don't be afraid to reach out for help wherever you can or however you can, whatever you can afford to make your life easier. And don't let some a-hole online make you feel bad about, you know, taking that help and whatever that form looks like because it's your life and only you know what you need in your life to be successful and to feel good and healthy and proud of what you're doing. Um, so that's kind of my basic tips for dealing with the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I know this is a hot topic and that people love talking about it. So head on over to at Brave and Boss on Instagram and chat with me about it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on some tips that help you balance out your mindset and deal with the ups and downs of running your own business. So please connect there. And if you be so obliged, I'd love for to have you rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps me reach more entrepreneurs like you. And that's my goal with this podcast is to 
grow and to share and to be able to produce more episodes like this. I finally hired somebody to help me with them because I don't have a lot of time. Um, and she's doing an amazing job and I want to do more of that. And we're going to bring on some interesting stuff in 2020, but to do that, I need more reach and visibility. So please share this on Facebook or Instagram or tweet it out or rate it and review it. I'd appreciate any and all mentions. Thank you so much and have a beautiful day. Talk to you soon. for listening to brave and boss the podcast if you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com where you can find all the show notes free resources and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store you can also follow me at k-r-i-s-t-i-s-o-o-m-e-r on instagram find your purpose make it happen i'll talk to you soon